The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers. As he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, they stripped and beat him and went off, went off leaving him half dead. The priest happened to go be going down that road. But when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who had come upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Now which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, the one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. God uh, directs us in many different ways. Uh, One of the ways I like to put everything in kind of context of the mission of the church, the mission uh, that Jesus Christ has given us, is to make disciples of all nations. He tells us this as he ascends into heaven. Um, But it's a difficult task that we have to make disciples of all nations. And I think the person, the, the way in which we do that is actually by first making a disciple of ourselves right? Where is lacking is often not, uh, we, we can often push the blame out, you know, out to other people, right? Well, they're, they're not doing what they should. But really, uh, what Jesus is often getting at is that we need to be disciples ourselves first. And how do we do that? Well, Jesus tells us the story of the Good Samaritan today. And that is one of the ways in which we become a disciple and live out the law of God that he's given us, right? The way to inherit eternal life. Now, he talks about this in the context of eternal life. And we often think about eternal life or heaven as a a matter of faith, a matter of belief, of kind of religious practices or sacraments that we receive. But today, Jesus talks about eternal life and heaven more about love. He talks about it in the context of love. I would even also contrast it. It's not even in opposition to sin or avoidance of sin. It's about doing something positive, 
love. Love of God and love of neighbor. You know, Jesus says in another place, Lord, many will say, Lord, Lord, and will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, there are many people who have faith, who practice and do the right things and avoid sin, but do not love God and neighbor and will not inherit eternal life. We pray that we might be unlike the goats that Jesus talks about in Matthew 25, where he separates the sheep and the goats, and, the, and they're like, well, God, why, you know, why, aren't, why aren't I um, accepted? And the salvation and damnation of those were decided not on, again, what kind of faith they had, not who they knew, but ultimately on their love and their actions of love and whether they served the least among them. This was the deciding factor that Jesus gives about eternal life, about salvation or damnation. For ourselves, we're called to love. We're called to love to actually be able to live as a disciple and actually live life. I think about the idea of eternal life, and eternal life is often just set aside to heaven, right? When we talk about eternal life, sometimes we jump right away to heaven. But I would actually counter and say that when God is talking about eternal life, he's also talking about right here and right now. That actually we begin eternal life by living in love now. And in the way that we practice and choose to live now. Now, what is love? Love is often talked about in the common uh, kind of culture as often there's uh, love is kind of substituted with lust. Love is not lust, okay? It's not just an attraction to the other person. Love is actually not an emotion, but is an act of the will and a choice that we make. Now, emotions sometimes help or hinder us in that act of love, but it's not primarily an emotion. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas identified it as to will the good of the other for the other's sake. So even when we love God, do we really love him if we just love him for our own sake? Well, no. In order to properly love God, we need to love him for his sake. When we love our neighbor, if we want it to be authentic and real, we need to choose and will the good of the neighbor, not so that we get something good in return, but for their good. But how do we do this? Okay, now this is where the rubber meets the road, right? This is the really difficult thing. How do we do this? Because in a lot of situations, it's really difficult. I don't know about you, but I've driven past many people on the side of the road and thought, well, I could stop for them, but I'm not going to, right? I've been callous at times with people that I've been encountered with, right? There are times when I haven't responded to the needs of those around me, even though that I could have. Sometimes I've tried to help someone and I've actually hurt them instead of actually helping them. I've sometimes not loved those around me. And so what do we do? Well, we try not to just seek excuses and self-justification of saying, well, I was busy, I was, you know, in a hurry, other people will help them, it's not my problem. But what we do is we ask for mercy, right? We come to God, we repent. Uh, 
We repent, we pray, we act, and we learn. So we need to repent, right? To recognize that at times we haven't loved. And then we pray, we ask for the Lord's insight and guidance into this. And then we act and we try again. And guess what? We're probably going to mess up again. And we're going to learn, hopefully, from that and continue to keep on trying. And part of one of the beautiful sacraments that we have is, uh, well, there's many things worked within the Catholicism that that happens. Every single at the beginning of Mass, we take a moment to examine our conscience. That's a time to recognize, right, to, to ask for mercy, to pray, to, to learn. Whenever we go to confession, we take a moment, we ask for mercy, we pray, we, we learn. Right? These are things that are in our hearts to be able to learn and continue to love those around us. Now, we don't always run into people on the side of the road, or even most people on the side of the road have already called AAA or, or have other people helping them, or, or really we can't do anything really for them in a lot of cases. And we don't walk down too many roads, and I don't know about you, but you, I haven't run into too many half-dead people on the side of the road like the story that Jesus gives today in the Good Samaritan. However, I would say that there are many people that we walk by every single day that are half-dead. Now, in what way? Maybe not physically that they're bleeding out on the side of the road, but as we know in our culture today, depression, anxiety, suicide is prevalent. Right? There are many people who are hurting deep and serious ways that are half dead, who are experiencing the darkness of their life. Maybe that's even some of us as well, right? that need help. They need help from those around them. They're not going to be able to make it to the end or to make it to help by themselves. They need those around us. And we, we are walking around them, right? We are walking right past them. Sometimes saying, well, like the Levite and the priest who are saying, well, I can't touch them because um, I can't, you know, I need to avoid sin. I need to avoid sin in this way. Or we can be like the Good Samaritan who has compassion. I love this word, compassion, because this is the compassion that Jesus has for us. He enters into our life. He doesn't have sympathy from a far distance away. He enters in. The Good Samaritan sees. He's aware of those people around him. And he responds to those people around him. Just like God became man and walked among us and had compassion and walked along with us. So how do we do that? Well, we need to ask for mercy in those times when we haven't had compassion. We need to pray to be open to those situations around us that, again, we're coming in contact with. We need to have a compassion to those people that we interact with every single day, primarily our family, our coworkers, our friends, those people that we encounter every single day, that we can have conversations with, and maybe we don't always give them the time. There can be a great temptation at times in our life to say that we love those around us. We love so much. We love the people who are really far distance away, right? Well, we need to love those people who are far away from us, who are remote. We need to love uh, the orphan, the widow, as especially the Old Testament talks about, the immigrant, the migrant, the uh, person who is poor. However, 
I will say more importantly, okay, not in contradiction, but more importantly, is the person who is proximate to us, who is right next to us, who is in our life. A great temptation of the evil one is to be able to say that we love the people at our distance and we often hate the people or struggle with the people who are closest to us. We're called to love especially those who are closest to us. And who is that? Well, that's our family. Our family are the ones who are often most difficult to love and are the places where we learn the greatest amount of love. It's in our coworkers. It's in the parishioners, the people, if you look around you, right here and right now. These are the people who you are called to love. We are called to love those who are closest to us. And let me tell you, there is need in this world for love and care. You cannot walk around this world and say, well, nobody really needs my help. Nobody really needs my love. Uh, You know, they're just fine. I'm just fine. No, that is not true. We are walking past half-dead people all the time. And we need to reach out and to love them. Okay? We're made to be disciples. We're made to be disciples to gain eternal life here today in our life and for eternity. And we do that by loving God and neighbor. By repenting, by praying, by acting, by learning. By doing this, we will become more disciples of Jesus that will help transform the whole world, beginning with ourselves. In it, we will gain eternal life, which begins with our life, life's meaning and purpose right now. And so, let us continue this Mass. Let us continue this Mass and begin one of the primary ways that we as Christians and Catholics need to love our neighbor. And the only way that we can successfully love our neighbor for, to will the good of the other for the other's sake, the only way that we can authentically do that in the complexity and the difficulty of this world is by starting our love and our action always for the other with, with prayer. Think about those people that you have maybe come into contact this week who maybe you've walked past. Maybe those people that you know in your very life right now that are hurting, who are, feel isolated, who are alone. I invite you to bring those people here to this Mass and to invite the Lord to open up your heart and to be able to say, what kind of ways are you calling me to reach out, to love that individual? Now, sometimes, even in the greatest love, we can't do anything. Sometimes people don't accept our love, right? Absolutely. But we need to be open to loving those around us in every single way. And that begins right here, right now, in this Mass with prayer.